Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, RX 300 Topical Pain Cream, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalive Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley, and uh, welcome to the show today from the world-famous Baylor Club. And uh, what an experience it is here, and what a day it is to be with you as we uh, are celebrating homecoming, getting ready for all the festivities that go along with that. Tomorrow night, the bonfire, the parade Saturday morning, and then, of course, the game. And so, so much that goes along with that, and what a great time it is to be at the Baylor Club. And we'll be telling you about the Baylor Club throughout the program today. But uh, love everything they do up here. In fact, uh, Aaron, you might... uh, you might be surprised to know. You probably wouldn't be surprised. Boy, had some uh, hot tea waiting on me today. I was feeling a little under the weather, and the hot tea, and it was like a peppermint. Oh, my goodness, the Baylor Club knows how to get it done. Um, so many things that uh, come along with being a member at the Baylor Club. There's the Bear Brunch. There's member parking. My gosh, the... Uh, this is there's so many little tailgates. There's a Friday night live that they do here uh, every Friday before home games, 5:30 to 8:30, uh, and and they have some of the great local musicians like Holly Tucker, Sloppy Joe Trio, Sammy Brown, and then of course coming up, Aaron. This is something you probably would appreciate: the Halloween costume dance party will be right here at the uh, Baylor Club. And that'll be Saturday, October 29th. All right, at 5:30, the Halloween costume dance party that'll take place up here, and uh, lots of really cool things, including the traditional Thanksgiving dinner that's going to take place right here for members. And then there's some non-member pricing as well. So, so many ways to get involved with the uh, Baylor Club. Aaron Sexton, you heard him earlier, giving some of those uh, birthdays as only he can. Good news for Cowboys fans. Dak Prescott declared to the media earlier today that he's good to go and and has uh, made it official that he is starting Sunday versus Detroit. And uh, that is uh, that's good news for everybody. Uh, and uh, he they did not let the media really see him throw, but he had 40 throws yesterday and kind of a mock-type game. And then he told folks today, he just made it clear, hey, I'm back. I'm going to be back, and I'm going to be playing Sunday. So I'll be out there 7 a.m. for my Baylor coverage, Tom Barfield and I, on game day live at 7 a.m., leading up to John Morris and his whole crew at 9 o'clock. Of course, it's at Baylor Alumni Tailgate. Ooh, that's fun. And uh, now 7 a.m. isn't quite as fun, but that'll be great. And John, for the first, you know, the uh, he's been doing this, uh, the the homecoming parade for years, and it's so much fun. That's been uh, that's on uh, TV over on KCEN, and uh, just does an incredible job. So that'll be fun. He and Lori for years and years have done that, 
And um, that's what I used to do. I used to wake up, watch a, the first part of it on TV over at Roy and Jane Nash's house, and then we'd kind of get to our spot over there in front of the old law school and watch the parade come by. And uh, for people who have never seen this parade, you need to go see it because it is the most impressive, the most massive. It is the biggest homecoming parade in the country. I believe it's the oldest. Baylor may have the oldest homecoming in the country. started uh, about 1909, I think I was reading. That had been about the time my great-grandparents were walking the campus, somewhere around then. See, my grandmother was born in 1923, so I don't know. I bet they were here about 1915, 1914 or 15, but uh, pretty cool stuff coming up. And, um, Aaron, do you remember as a child your first time to see the fabled Baylor Homecoming Parade? Do you have any memory of that, or would you have been just like a – like a one or two year old, do you? What's your first memory of the the whole Baylor homecoming scene? Yeah, I don't remember my first because we went every year as a, when I was a kid, probably up until you know I, I was in eighth or ninth grade. So up until I was about twelve years old, we went literally every year. It was always great. You know, they threw candy, and my favorite part was actually. Always the Nosy Brothers, for some reason. I just really got a kick out of those as a, them as a kid. Well, I'm I not going to confirm but. nor deny who might have been a part of that organization. Uh, but the <laughs> Nose Brotherhood is, uh, yeah, they've been known to disrupt pigskin, sing, that kind of thing. Uh, now, if you had gone in recent years, used to be George Stokes. He was the PA for football games and then did uh, pigskin and sing. Aaron, now if you go to pigskin or sing, it is my old college roommate, Dr. Blair Browning, who is the MC for all that, does such a fun job. And, in fact, got some great news. His oldest child, his old, uh, her, her name is Keeley Browning, she just got, uh, it became official the other day that she was accepted to Baylor. And we always kind of thought she'd go to Baylor, but that's just, it's really neat when your, your buddy's kids start going to Baylor. We'll see where my daughter ends up. She's a sophomore in high school, but she loves Baylor, and she'll be here for all the homecoming and all of that. Uh, but um, a very exciting time. So the Browning family was celebrating, and they got their sort of entry. I think this happens now via social media. You find out that you're in you get into Baylor, and so that was a lot of fun. And I was celebrating with them on uh, on Facebook. Also, was reminded that I think I owe him hundred bucks for my uh, fantasy football draft. So I need to get that into him. I generally will kind of drag my feet on things like that, Aaron. If you can imagine, um, I did want to say today more big news coming in for the Baylor women's basketball program. Um, Drena Edwards, who came over from Kentucky uh, has been added. She's on the Katrina McLean Award Watch list. What is that? That is for the top power forwards in the country. And she just got added to that. In the in recent days, Jamie Asbury, big-time three-point shooter for the Bears, was named to the Ann Myers um, uh, Drysdale list. Okay, that's for shooting guards. And then Asia Blackwell was named, who came over from Missouri, was uh, named to the Cheryl Miller Watch Award list. So, Aaron, this is your fourth-place team in the Big 12 with, like, three players getting these huge things. I hope 
I hope Nikki and the gang proved them so wrong. Those coaches just said, you know what? We're just going to, we're going to, we got, and again, I think Texas could be good. Iowa State could be really good. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying these teams aren't going to be good, but to rank Baylor fourth feels kind of uh, crazy after all these years. And I do think uh, Coach Collin has a very talented bunch. So we shall, uh, we'll keep our eye on that situation. And uh, Aaron, late last night, I think you said you were going to be watching the Dallas Mavericks. I was doing the same. That was not fun. That was not fun. Mavs blow a 22-point lead to the Phoenix Suns. I mean, we're, we're just putting it on them. There was a point early in the fourth quarter where Christian Wood, the new player for the Mavs, who's about 6'10", 6'11", and as versatile as all get out, was just taking over the game, hitting threes, Follow shots, really nice post moves. We've got to get him to hit his free throws because he was about three for ten from the free throw line, but looking really, really good. And it just sadly uh, got away from them. And here come here here came the Suns, and it was uh, Aaron that, that player that was doing all that. Damian, what's his name? Damian Lee. I think he's married to. Steph Curry's sister. Okay, I think that's who it is. He used to be with Golden State himself. 22-point lead just goes up in smoke. And Luka wasn't really getting it done. Late, he got it. He, he had a couple of plays and did at least tie the game. But then he tried to uh, win the game late. I never totally understand that, Aaron. The, I mean, I've seen him hit it, though, so I, I guess we can't say too much. But you're down by two. Sometimes you think you would go ahead and try to go in there and hit something going at the rim, get fouled, and try to send that thing into overtime. He went for the three. The fallaway three misses it, and the Mavs lose game one of the season. That was tough. That was tough, I think, for Mavs fans and everybody who watches this. Aaron, I know you were watching that last night. Did you come away... Uh, overall sort of encouraged by that Mavs outing or, or, or last night you just shaking your head and was it all negative? What, did your, what was your biggest takeaway from that? The biggest takeaway was how well the offense ran when Christian Wood was on the floor. I mean, they scored a lot of points when him and Luca were on the floor at the same time. And look, I know they lost a big lead, but it's the regular season. It's the first game. People are already trying – to start this narrative of, oh, it's revenge. You know, they're evening the score from last year. Well, no, you don't even the score from getting blown out in game seven of a playoff series. It's people are just reading way too much into this. If they blow a bunch of 20-point leads, that's one thing, but it happens all the time in the NBA. The most, like I said, the most impressive thing to me was when Christian Wood and Luca were on the floor, that offense looked as good as any I've, I've seen in the league. Yeah, it looked uh, pretty efficient, and I would say there were a couple players. Uh, Hardaway Jr. was not quite ready for prime time, did not shoot the ball well, ends up with nine. Dinwiddie did have some some pretty good moments. Um, I, last night across the NBA, watching that, there were some uh, interesting outcomes. Jalen Brunson, who is now with the New York Knicks, 
Um, I thought I thought Brunson actually played really well. Fifteen points, nine assists, and the Knicks almost won a game they were not expected to be in. They end up losing late in that one. But Brunson in his debut, uh, and again, I, do, I think he's being miscast as some kind of primary guy uh, in sort of primary score. Now he'll have Julius Randle. He'll have others around him. But uh, I, that, that's a, that, was a, that was a pretty good opening night, I would say, for him. It was shocking to see the Utah Jazz, who have no one left, they've traded everybody, uh, just blow out Denver. I mean, you just never know early in a season. They, they've, they've got zero players left. And, they, and they, they got, I mean, I think they traded for the, uh, 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 you know, uh, Agbaji from, uh, uh, from Kansas and a few others, and then they just blew out uh, Denver. You know, with the Joker and Jamal Murray back, Michael Porter Jr., all those players, and they literally just blew them right off the court. You never know early, and you can't make too much of it. The, um, the, the Orlando also got beat, but their new rookie, Aaron uh, Paulo uh, Bancaro from Duke, the rookie, 29 points in that game and like seven assists and looked great. And that was kind of a fun back and forth because Cade Cunningham for uh, Detroit. Detroit won that game, and Cade looked good. And you just had two young players throwing haymakers at each other and looking really good early in the NBA season. So last night was the first sort of full night of NBA activity, the night before. And, of course, the Astros got it done to take a 1-0 uh, lead in that series. And uh, game two of that series will be coming up this evening, and uh, we'll keep you uh, up to date on all of those series. Okay, we've got Campus Confidential at 440. But next, I want to check in on on some of this Baylor women's basketball. And uh, we, we heard from Nikki earlier this week at the Big 12 tip-off. I want to hear a little bit more from Nikki and some of her players that she had with her. Caitlin Bickle was there. Uh, I believe Sarah Andrews was on the scene. Um, let's give the uh, the Baylor women their day, and let's do that next. Baylor University does homecoming better than any school in the nation. And the centerpiece of homecoming weekend is the Bears hosting the Kansas Jayhawks at McLean Stadium this Saturday. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. It's Baylor and KU this Saturday on the banks of the Brazos here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Baylor homecoming is upon us. The floats are finished, campus is buzzing, and soon you'll be here too. Join the Baylor Line Foundation for two fun events. Friday at 5.30, we're hosting a kickoff concert at the Texas Sports Hall of Fame. Come grab a beer, a burger, and listen to the band. You'll find us under the Georges tent. Then rise and shine to start game day the right way at our homecoming tailgate for breakfast with your fellow alums from 9 to 11 a.m. Tickets are $10 both days. Come see us at the Georges tent Sick'em Bears. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird, Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird, Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted, experience better at BK Ford. 
Heart of Texas Shooting Center, Waco's premier indoor firing range is open. The state-of-the-art indoor firing range is climate-controlled and open to the public seven days a week. Bring your own firearm or rent one on site. Experienced and knowledgeable instructors are on site to help you get the most out of your shooting experience. For more information, call 254-492-8300 or log on to hotshootingcenter.com. Located at 5040 South Loop 340 in Waco. Baylor Football on ESPN Central Texas. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you you and your family. Hi, Waco. Brian Reese, General Manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco here again. The weather's a little bit cooler. It's definitely riding season, and we want to celebrate the month of October with our Biketoberfest raffle. Anyone coming into the store this month that purchases a new or pre-owned motorcycle can win up to a $2,000 gift card at our Biketoberfest raffle Saturday, the 29th of October. We're going to have food, beer, best Halloween costume contest with up to a $1,000 gift card and plenty of goodies for the kiddos. So come see us this month at Harley-Davidson of Waco. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. There's no better place to watch the big game than Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse. And they're here to help with some money-saving deals. $3 off nachos on Mondays, $3.50 single tacos on Tuesday, discounted bone-in and boneless wings on Wednesdays, $2.50 domestics on Thursday, Thursday, and $7 burgers and barbecue sandwiches on Friday. Plus, there's live music on Wednesdays. Come join in the fun. Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, 330 Austin Avenue, downtown Waco. Ah, yes, it is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, live from the Baylor Club. Aaron, um, I I hate to bring this up because you are back in the studio, but the spinach artichoke dip has been served. They got these beautiful sort of homemade chips that they put out. And then they put the uh, spinach artichoke dip here at the Baylor Club overlooking the... uh, the football field. So this is a nice. Aaron, are you a spinach artichoke artichoke connoisseur, or is that uh, is that kind of in your wheelhouse? It's not one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, I, Do you want me to ask him to bring it, something but, else out for you? <laughs> I will eat it, but it's, it's not you know <laughs> not my favorite dip. Used to be this place in Dallas called Houston's. Now it's called something else, Hillstone, and that's what they were known for. Spinach artichoke dip. People would go there just to order that. And it was very nice. And uh, but boy, the Baylor Club, their version is excellent. And uh, as we get you ready for on this Thursday, the homecoming is coming up quickly. People are starting to make their way in here. Chuck has uh, 
has come by, and uh, boy, it's great to see. Great to see some of our our locals that uh, love the Baylor Club, love uh, celebrating things, and there's so much to do here, and it's a, it's just a lot of fun to come here. Now we got our campus confidential coming up at 4:40, and Aaron, I've got some things to bounce off of you. Um, I read a story today, uh, just a fascinating story about how the expansion kind of came together and uh, it, of the college football playoff. Aaron, do you remember that Friday? It's like right before the college football season, and you kind of broke in and said, hey, we got breaking news, and we were talking about, you know, and, and that was some of the college presidents that were really on top of that and launching that, and that, that, that this thing looked like it was going to happen. Now, here's what we're looking at. Uh, and, and by the way, that was, and I'll share some of this with you, that was driven by the president of Mississippi State. He's the chair of that, and the reason they might get this thing done is because of him. Now, there is some breaking news, uh, and it may be no news. Ross Dellinger from uh, SI.com says there's no news from the College Football Playoff Commissioners as they exit the latest expansion meeting. This is happening in Dallas. They will continue to meet. They made progress. They are not finished. Bill Hancock, he's the executive director of that, says. Hancock says another meeting will be scheduled this year as commissioners still continue to discuss early expansion. Now, what they're talking about is starting this for the 2024 season. And to make that happen, they need to get it done in a hurry. I mean, they, they, they just can't be kicking this thing down the road. Uh, and the... The presidents basically voted and said, get this thing done, and, and they do not want it kicked back to them. They've said, basically, you get this thing done or else, and yet the commissioners are not getting it done. Okay, they did not. That is the news from today is that there's no news coming from those Dallas meetings as the commissioners, the college football playoff commissioners. Now, who is that? Well, there's like 10 of them or whatever. You got the AAC, of course. You've got the uh, you got the big time Brett Yormark, the whole gang from the uh, from the Big Twelve, Greg Sankey from uh, from the uh, SEC. And for now, uh, they've made progress, but they're not finished, says the executive director of that. That's Bill Hancock. All of this happening up in Dallas. That meeting breaking up as we speak. So we'll kind of keep you posted on all of that earlier i made the announcement that um, baylor continues to get all these honors today shelby hill the uh, new sid for women's basketball and uh, excited i've been kind of going back and forth with shelby a little bit can't wait to meet her uh it seems great she came from aggie land but she just spent a little time there and then she got quickly to waco so we're happy to have her uh drana uh edwards from Kentucky, the Katrina McLean Award watch list. That was announced today. And Edwards, big-time transfer from Kentucky. Jamie Asbury has already been named to this watch list for the top shooting guards in the country. And then Asia Blackwell, who comes in from Blackwell, comes in from uh, Missouri, she's been named to the Cheryl Miller Award watch list. Now, I wanted to sample a little bit of this. Yesterday we had uh, Fran Fraschilla on. 
we may play some more Fran tomorrow. Fran was so good talking about the Big 12 and talking about Big 12 media days. He stepped right off the set for all his ESPN duties yesterday and then stepped on with us as he was headed to the airport, and we appreciated that so much. I also, the day before yesterday, was listening to a lot of the women's tip-off because uh, this is a deep conference in women's basketball. In fact, the top 25 came out. I think they had four teams in the top 25. University of Texas was number three in the country. Aaron, University of Texas in volleyball right now is number one. I would say women's athletics, University of Texas, is really, really good right now. Now, Aaron, help me set this up. I think what we're going to hear is Nikki. Now, do we also have some of the other the, the Baylor student-athletes that she took with her uh, that's part of this audio as well? Yes. Okay. Now, that would be um, Sarah Andrews, the guard. Uh, Caitlin Bickle also made this trip. They did not, I don't believe, t- they did not take the uh, transfers with them. And uh, so this is a good group. Oh, Jamie Asbury was the other Baylor player that they took. She, again, is the big-time shooting guard. Aaron, let's listen to and let's let our listeners uh, uh, listen in just briefly here. I want to hear a little bit of what Nikki Collin and her players had to say because I'm sure it came up pretty quickly. Uh, hey, what do you think about being ranked fourth in the conference? Okay, we are back, and thank you all so much. And we are joined now by Baylor University head coach Nikki Collin in her second year at Baylor. This team was 15-3 and three a year ago in the Big 12, 28-7 overall, a 12th consecutive regular season Big 12 title in 2022. And with her are three student athletes who we will get to and ask some questions in just a moment. Fifth-year senior Caitlin Bickle, grad student Jamie Asbury, and junior Sarah Andrews. So welcome to all of you. Coach, I'm going to start with you. Um, I know one of the things you mentioned last season was you were small, relying on guards to rebound a little bit more, do some of those things. Do you feel like you addressed size with your roster here now headed into year two? I think the uniqueness of our size is is we don't necessarily have 6'5 players, but what we now have is more versatile small forwards, power forwards. So we can bring more size to each position as opposed to necessarily having a a 6'6 center. So, you know, I certainly think we still need to to team rebound. It's not as if we're we're gonna be dominant on the boards because of one particular player. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I just think we have more position versatility and size overall. I feel like that's where basketball has kind of gone in the, the positionless universe. Even when they're small, you still try to teach them, you know, one through five. But yet when you have versatility whether and depth, that seems to make a big difference. That has to be something that you're looking forward to this year. Yeah, I mean, when you study the game and, and you see the trends in, in women's basketball and basketball in general, and and as Jamie has said, even in, even in an interview today, I'm a nerd, um, <laughs> you know, but watching international basketball and seeing the fluidity of the game and, and the position versatility, it doesn't mean that we don't have players that are definitely more, more guard-like and, and players that are more post-like. Um, but, but yes, I mean, it, it's a team that's built a little bit more around a goal of being able to have a chessboard and move pieces around and and have people be successful in different spaces and places on the floor. So, you know, being able to space the floor, shoot the three, um, create open space to drive it um, so that our downhill players really have room to operate is, is really important in terms of our offensive flexibility. 
that success last year, you get that 12th consecutive Big 12 regular season title. I know it was your first year, your first year in Waco. The whole experience, as you kind of reflect on year one, um, what are those things that you take away and say, you know what, that's what we've got to do a little bit better, or this is what we absolutely have to continue to do with our program? Well, I think one of the things that people recognized last year is just how good the Big 12 was. And as much as Baylor has dominated it, you, you saw the rise of Kansas and Kansas State and and Oklahoma, and obviously Texas has been good and Iowa State's been good. Um, but, but I think our league got a lot of positive notoriety and, and, and to return so many of the top players, the, the all-conference players in our league. You know, I think for us, year one was just about building a foundation, um, understanding culturally we're not always perfect, but we're, we're trying to, to be good citizens. We're trying to be good ambassadors for Baylor. Um, and, and there's a certain style and a way that we communicate with one another, a way that we play. And so I think when you look at the three players up here, they're all players that, that get to turn the page um, with me and, and our staff in year two. And, and to develop the eight new players on our team. And so, um, you know, we've got a lot of work to do. I mean, we, you don't take over a team um, with the success that Baylor's had and just say, well, this is how we do it. I mean, I'm super proud of our resiliency last year, our resiliency in, in dealing with a limited roster, in handling the expectations of playing great basketball when the season ended, um, you know, but I think we, we have to, we have to own the underdog role a little bit this year and this idea that, you know, we're going to have to put the pieces together. We're going to continue, as cliche as it sounds, to trust the process, to really grow um, individually and collectively, and for these guys to all figure out that they're going to have different roles this year um, without an Alyssa Smith to rely on or a Queen Egbo to clean up the boards when Alyssa misses. Like, these guys all play bigger roles this season for us. You know, Aaron, I appreciate that. Aaron putting that together for us um, from tip-off, the classic the other day, that they had uh, there in Kansas City, uh, Big 12 Media Days. Aaron, it's pretty crazy, isn't it, to hear a Baylor women's coach say, we've got to embrace the underdog role. I mean, that is, that is something I'd never thought I would hear anybody say and people still think and I think enjoy beating Baylor it was huge when Oklahoma did it they might have done it twice last year Baylor only had three losses I think in a regular season and but it still means a lot to those teams I mean Texas kept taking cracks until it finally did break through in the uh, in the Big 12 uh, um, tournament and it it, there, it means something, and you do have kind of a target on your back. I don't know. This is not a program that's going to transition easily into being some kind of pursuer or an underdog because it just hasn't been that way for years and years and years. So, I, you know, I, I'll be interested to see kind of what the fan base thinks. <laughs> if they can't – and I don't – I don't know. I, I would not even think you have to have an underdog's mentality. I mean, I, I it's it's not all bad to like have a chip on your shoulder or whatever. But I mean, when you have tremendous transfer players come in, if you can put the parts together on the fly, and boy, Nikki's got her work cut out for her. Some of these teams have had the same players for years now. I mean, you think Geno's playing a whole bunch of. Uh, 
Ariema at UConn, he's not playing a ton of uh, the transfer game. Vic Schaefer. I mean, they'll, they'll get one. I mean, but this is like two major players coming in from other programs. And players that have had some issues away from basketball. And, and Nikki's got to put all that together. Now, she had uh, to – Queen Egbo was an extremely talented player, but Nikki had to kind of win her over. And, I mean, uh, Queen Egbo is uh, – that, that was not an easy situation. Again, supremely talented, tough player, can be a great rebounder, but there were times – Queen Egbo, Egbo could just disappear. I mean, she really could. I mean, you knew what you were going to get from Nalissa night in, night out. But uh, th- this is one of the great wild card teams in the country. And uh, so, Aaron, I'm glad we did that. I, I just did. I hate, last, yesterday we went whole hog head first into the men's side, and I love all that. But I also wanted to talk about the uh, women's program as well. Speaking of women's programs, the uh, – softball team is having their dinner on the diamond tonight and uh man that is gonna be glenn moore his whole staff hoot i saw some of these interviews on social media they've been doing their green and gold like a world series type thing and today was the deciding game it was one one between the green and the gold and then aaron hoot was uh They had they had everybody involved in this thing, but there was some interviews being uh, held with the players, and as the mic, they were using a bat handle. And, uh, it was kind of fun. If you follow them on social media, you ought to do it. And uh, Danny and the whole gang over there has done an incredible job putting on this event, and this raises money for the program, and and uh, it, it does so much. And boy, this team has uh, become beloved around the campus. So. Cannot wait to get over there tonight, and uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, in fact, I was making sure earlier, Aaron, that they remembered that I was stopping by. I didn't want to shock anybody, but uh, they did, and uh, so I'll be taking part in dinner on the diamond. I was worried about needing to dress up, but apparently, it's going to be a kind of a casual affair. But the Baylor softball program, which uh, has done some incredible things in the past is uh, moving back in that direction, and so that's going to be a fun, fun thing tonight. All right, it is time for Campus Confidential. Uh, Some breaking news coming in out of Dallas. It's not great news in terms of the college football playoff. We'll share that with you next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The McGregor Coaches Show with Mike Shields is brought to you by Benchmark Mortgage, Frontier Waste Solutions, McGregor General Store, Pascal Insurance and Real Estate, TFNB, Your Bank for Life, and Triple S Sports. Coach, first off, uh, looking back at last week, another tough loss against yet another tough opponent in this gauntlet of a district against Cameron Yo. You know, as you've approached each game the last three weeks going against such stiff competition what quality has your team possessed as it as it pertains to coming back and despite how tough the schedule is to come back and keep keep competing every week sure sure and and that's what you look for as a coach you never want your kids to quit man and they they show up every monday ready to go for the for the next week's opponent you know and we've got two left and uh, you know, if we could take care of business with these two, we can slip into the playoffs. And that that's our goal at the beginning of the year. And uh, it's still up in front of us. And we've got two two big weeks left. 
Yes, sir. And that two-week stretch starts this week. You'll be back on the road to take on Little River Academy, a team that has not been uh, you know, where, where they were perceived in the preseason to be, but they're still a good football team. When you first look at this team, what is the strength of this Bumblebee team, and what will you have to attack in order to come out victorious on Friday night? Yeah, their strength is their quarterback. He's he's a real uh, uh, smooth quarterback. He can throw the ball. He can run the ball. So so we've got to stop him uh, defensively. And then then offensively, we've we've got to pound the rock, as they say. And our O line has to take care of business and let Sebastian Torres keep running, and uh, so so that we keep their quarterback on the sideline. Uh, but uh, but that's the two deals. Defense has to stop their quarterback. Offense has to run the ball to uh, to obviously score and keep their quarterback off the field. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB, your bank for life, supports Central Texas football. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. And MLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.com. US. This is ESPN Central Texas. Your modern-day general store is McGregor General Store. They are an official Purina feed dealer, and they have all the latest lawn and garden products and outdoor furniture. McGregor General Store also has a large inventory of new fashionable clothing items for men and women. Sarabi collection purses, bags and boots, shirts and jeans from Wrangler, Ariat, and Cinch, and ladies' Ariat boots and roper shoes. Go by and say hello to Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 McGregor and McGregorGeneralStore.com. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor or learn more at psrealtors.com. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs. 
with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. Payments for qualified buyers at 3.9% for 72 with 5,000 down cash or trade. TTNL Extra. See dealer for details. Five big savings on pre-owned cars and trucks at Richard Carr. Qualified buyers can get in a 2018 Kia Sorento for $234 a month or a 2019 GMC Acadia for $335 a month or drive off in a 2019 Chevy Silverado for $460 a month. Find over 75 thoroughly inspected units in stock. Get top dollar for your trade and 100% approval is always our goal. Find your next pre-owned car or truck today at Richard Carr. Richard Carr, we give you more. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Campus Confidential. It's usually when I turn it over to Aaron Sexton for the latest in college athletics, and there are some things floating around out there. I'll take this first one, though. Um, News coming out of... uh, of Dallas, where the college commissioners are meeting, uh, the college football playoff. There are different committees. The presidents have really done a good job of trying to take us toward getting the expansion to 12 teams done in time for the 2024 season. Today, the college football commissioners, um, and, and there's a group of about 10 or 11 of those commissioners and I, I got to, you know, it's it's an interesting bunch. And I got to say, I got to hand it to it. I was reading this story, Aaron. I think I mentioned this to you earlier, um, but I don't think I mentioned this part of it. Before, back in like June or something, before he stepped down as commissioner of the Big 12, Bowlesby stood up one of his last meetings and said, this is BS. Now, he didn't say, he actually said the real words. And he called everybody out, and he kind of led a charge to get this thing done. And I just wanted to say, as much as we've beaten up on on Bob Bowlesby, good for Bob. I mean, when the chips were down and, and he could have just ridden out, you know, uh, into retirement, he kind of stood in there and kept fighting. So I, uh, I'm proud of him for that. Now, the, big, the, the news today is that they, the commissioners that met – they made progress, but they're not finished. That's what Bill Hancock, the executive director of the college football playoffs, said. He says another meeting will be scheduled this year as commissioners still continue to discuss early expansion. He also was quoted saying, time's not on our side. Time's not on our side, so they will continue this. And I was going to see real quick if our old buddy, uh, Pete Thamel had anything to add to this because Pete's been in on a lot of this. But uh, good work from Ross Dellinger, by the way, who we've had on this show. Um, and, yeah, he Ross is kind of owning this. I was looking here to see if Pete had anything new on it. Doesn't seem to. Um, and so he's talking about Syracuse and other stuff. So, again, this is a big story. It was big at the beginning of the season when it looked like there was some movement. And, Aaron, I remember the uh, excitement in your voice. We were doing that show, I believe, from Los Cucos on Labor Day weekend. 
And uh, we were gathering together, talking about all these things, and it looked like they were headed towards something. Still not getting it done. There was hope there might have been a vote today among the commissioners. The, the, the presidents are about fed up. The presidents from these different universities, one of them is the SMU president. The, the uh, President Keenum from Mississippi State has been the chair of the president's group that meets on this college football playoff uh, expansion. And, Aaron, I read this whole long story that Ross Dellinger did today in SI, and i got to tell you, amazing job by the Mississippi State. Um, and he's he was born into Mississippi State fandom Got his first cowboy bell from his dad when he was like 12 years old, 1973. This guy has been a real. I mean, he's the he's really maybe the only reason they're close to getting this done. But the commissioners today choose to push it on down the road. So, Aaron, uh, not not great news, I would say. I mean, I hope that. Uh, They'll continue to maybe move this thing in the right direction. But today, uh, the news of not voting and and moving it on down the road is continued bad news. And, again, they do not have that much time if they want to get this thing done by 2024. And, oh, by the way, um, hopefully we're kind of hoping to have uh, – Mac Rhodes on tomorrow, and of course, this would be a great thing to ask him about because he's got great, uh, um, just thought. He's very thoughtful on on this type of thing, and he has a lot to say and a lot to add uh, because um, he and President Livingstone have uh, really stayed on top of all of this as college football has changed before our very eyes. Now, why are they dragging their feet so much? Well, it goes back to this thing was on its way to getting done. And when Texas and OU made their decision over a year ago, that changed everything. We've gotten a little more movement recently because that alliance broke up, that USC-UCLA movement from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten undermined the alliance. And so we got that thing broken up. It's, it's almost kind of like uh, busting up these uh, uh, unions um, you have to sort of break alliances and then try to get enough votes and whip the votes up, almost like what you do in Congress or something like that. And that's what's happening right now. But, again, the commissioners choosing not to vote today, not great news. Do you think it will get to a point where the presidents basically just say, don't come out of the room until you get it done? I think we were there. I think we were there today. I think the I think the presidents probably are almost completely fed up and about ready to say just have they the presidents one of them said in this story Aaron don't you basically something along the lines of don't you dare send this back to us. Don't you dare <laughs> do it. And and so they basically said you don't want us having to get involved. And um, right now, I think the commissioners could meet again and get it done. So it's not a complete it's not a complete falling apart of this thing, but it's not a great sign. Oklahoma State starting defensive tackle Brendan Evers, who's been dealing with an unspecified injury, today said he will skip the rest of the season and begin preparing for the NFL draft. Evan posted on Twitter saying, thank you, Cowboy Nation, for some of the best years a kid could ask for. Sometimes God has a different plan than one you originally thought. Evers is a six-year player with 26 career starts, 53 career appearances. 
And he said he consulted with family and Oklahoma State's coaches and medical staff before making the decision. He had started four or six games and was listed as a starter for Saturday's game against number 20, Texas. Yeah, this is always tough, especially with a, a player of that caliber when they make that decision. And I think hopefully the Oklahoma State family will be somewhat understanding. If you think about it, the great uh, Micah Parsons, um, and part of this was due to the pandemic, but his final year at Penn State, he didn't play a single down. So, um, you know, if someone has been fighting some injuries, and even though he's had a really good career and certainly could help the Pokes in their quest to play, in the Big 12 title game, I mean, they really should be undefeated. They had TCU on the ropes and uh, and could not put them together. And by the way, if you're uh, interested in this TCU-Kansas State game, we got a uh, big-time TCU representative, guy who covers TCU and has for years now, on with us at 5 o'clock. But, uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's an interesting uh, development, Aaron, and none of us are happy about hearing that uh, a big-time player like that chooses to move on, but that's, the, that's just the way things are right now, and I don't, uh, I don't think uh, the Oklahoma State Nation should uh, look down on the young man. It was a tough day all around for the Penn State Nittany Lions Saturday as they lost 41-17 to to rival Michigan. Their head coach, James Franklin, was not happy about a lot of things. One of those things is the single tunnel that both teams have to go out of at halftime of the game. Two teams got into a shouting match before heading into their separate locker rooms. And according to Franklin, that shouldn't have been a surprise. He said that the way the Michigan Stadium is designed, it's somewhat common for Michigan to get into fights with other teams in the tunnel. He said, quote, the one tunnel is a problem and has been. We're not the first team to get into a jawing match in that tunnel. Yeah. Tell you what you should do. When you get you get your rear handed to you forty one seventeen. You should not talk you about should, the tunnel. You should shut your mouth and deal with it. this guy's a good coach. He's done a lot of good things at Penn State, but Aaron has Michigan has that stadium over there been around the big house? Has that has that been around for a few years now? Do we think they're, they're gonna? You know, is there any is there anything you could say to make them go? You know what? Why don't we open another tunnel is for the other players? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, again, you know, if you're asked, a lot of times people say, well, Matt, he was just asking about it. He was just answering a question. You know what you can say? Hey, I'm not going to talk about that. Or, yeah, that's not. We just got beat. I'm not going to. That's that's. A, I mean, it, I saw some of the video. OK, it was some players shouting at each other. Let me take you back to like when when uh, the, 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 they used to call it the Catholics versus convicts. Okay, with Notre Dame, Miami. I mean, that's some real pregame activity. That's some getting in each other's face. This was some people in a tunnel shouting at each other. I mean, really. Unless there's some kind of melee. That, that Now, some of that stuff when people rush the field and you get a player from Alabama uh, shoving a female that's on the field, now that's ridiculous. That's crazy, and you do have to step in and do something about that. But, but but complaining about the common tunnel, oh, there's only one tunnel that for Penn State and Michigan to go through in Michigan. Nobody cares. 
just play better, okay? Or, you know, make them go through one tunnel at Penn State. Make, shut down the other tunnel and make them go. I mean, do, do whatever you do, but don't come whining after you get beat 41-17 in the big house. Jackson State coach Deion Sanders told 60 Minutes that he would be, quote, a fool not to entertain an offer from a Power 5 school if they came calling. Jackson, who has turned around the Jackson, uh, Sanders, who has turned around the Jackson State program, winning the SWAC title last year after going 11-2 and and starting out 6-0 and this year, was interviewed by 60 Minutes and asked what we would do if one of the Power 5 schools came calling. He says, quote, I'm going to have to entertain it. Straight up, I would be a fool not to. In the past, Sanders has speculated, has been speculated as a possible replacement for Mike Norvell at Florida State, his alma mater, among other jobs. You know, part of me wants him to get one of those jobs just to see what would happen. Back in the day, I would have thought Dion would be the way he operates, you know, that he would be someone that would uh, get a school on probation in a hurry. I mean, he ran a charter school in the Dallas area called Prime Prep, and there are still kids trying to overcome some of their transcripts from that deal. I mean, it was a disaster. And, of course, Dion and everybody blame it on everybody else. It's never Dion's fault. But... I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of, I I kind of like these HBCUs getting more attention and getting some great recruits, and so I I think I kind of like him being at Jackson State and and firing that up and some of these places that have not taken care of their students or student athletes like Howard and some of the historically black colleges universities. To have somebody like Dion fire the thing up, get people uh, contributing, uh, bringing excitement to campus, I'd hate to see him leave. So I do want to mention some of the good things he's done. I just, boy, bring him in to a Power 5 team at your own risk. I heard TCU talking about that before they brought in Sonny Dykes, and I said, oh, do it. Do it, Frogs. I mean, it'd be fun. It'd be fun, but... You gotta, you gotta understand. Dion brings chaos with him, everywhere he goes, everything he does. So, if you're willing to live with that, great. But I think Florida State already has enough chaos without introducing Dion. Because again, Dion's one of those guys that uh, you remember that Aaron, like one of his first games there, somebody broke in and apparently stole a bunch of hundreds of thousand dollars worth of jewelry from him. And then he's like, oh, wait, did this really happen? <coughs> There's always something with Dion. So I would uh, – but I'd love to see him get a chance because I think it would be highly, highly entertaining to see him in one of those roles. All right, speaking of highly entertaining, the former producer of this show, on-air talent here at ESP in Central Texas – a man who's devoted a lot of his life to both going to TCU and then covering TCU. Stephen Simcox returns to the Matt Mosley Show next. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Leighton Vander Esch is still upset about the tackling in Sunday night's loss at Philly, and it sounds like he's ready to take out frustration on a good Detroit Lions rushing attack this weekend. You'll hear from the linebacker after this. 
Becky Hammond, on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Dak Prescott will be the center of attention at today's Cowboys practice as he still plans to start Sunday's home game unless there's a setback with that surgically repaired right thumb. Meanwhile, the Cowboys defense is still smarting over missed tackles and Sunday night's loss in Philly. Linebacker Leighton Van Der Esch wasn't pleased with the run defense. This Sunday, the Lions bring to town their thunder and lightning running back duo of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, which has powered Detroit to an average 28 points per game, third best in the NFL. It's an opportunity for us to clean our run game up from this last game and take it into this game. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. And obviously, when you got an offense that likes to run the ball like that, it's a great week for prep. That's today's Cowboys Report. I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Tune in to Dallas Cowboys football on your home for America's team, ESPN Central Texas. Are you tired of the same old boring pizza? Well, it's time to step it up and head on over to Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall off Franklin Avenue in downtown Waco. This pizza is a handcrafted cuisine from the Castillo family, serving the fine food since the 1930s. Order by the slice or a whole pie, or try Castillo's spaghetti and meatballs. Top your meal off with Italian gelato with many flavors to choose from. Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall, Waco. Stop by or check them out at villagepizzeria.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Hello, Central Texas sports fans. Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show here at ESPN Central Texas. Do you suffer from occasional lower back pain, knee pain, shoulder pain? I know I do. I had neck pain after breaking my neck in a cycling accident. What did I turn to? RX 300 Topical Pain Cream. Uh, They have an unbelievable offer right now. Buy one, get one free. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME. That's reliefandrecovery.com. Enter GAMETIME. RX 300 Topical Pain Cream was developed by double board certified and fellowship trained pain management physicians trusted by both medical professionals, athletic trainers, also good for arthritis relief, character gym, or travel bags. Simply rub the cream on affected areas as needed. Limited time offer. Go to the website, reliefandrecovery.com. Enter the offer code GAMETIME for your buy one, get one free tube of RX 300 Topical Pain Cream. 
Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. An agent for 31 years, Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance and retirement planning. And Joe is proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was a Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo plays baseball there. Call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. That's 972-771-8051. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. Exceptional experience. Extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love Law Firm. They are trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He has obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler, Wayne, Cherry, and Love at SWCLaw.com. That's SWCLaw.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Coach's Barbecue Smokehouse, Ascension Providence, RX 300 Topical Pain Cream, The Baylor Club, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, Versalift Southwest Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? Live from the Baylor Club. And uh, so much going on for homecoming weekend. And, uh, boy, a man joining us now that I think is a little jealous of Baylor homecoming. There's just so much. There's so much to do. Now, this will shock you. Stephen Simcox joining us now, my former compadre, my producer, my close friend. Stephen, uh, how much did it catch you off guard that I was running a little bit behind at the start of the 5 o'clock hour? Did that were you surprised by that and uh, for someone that's usually right on time characteristics so i was uh, i was mm. like is that okay is everything going all right yeah you are usually punctual that's one of the uh, words i would use to describe you very punctual always ready to get going on time aaron can confirm that um and the jealousy over now i'm being somewhat facetious but i mean you got to admit 
Steve, the the Baylor homecoming scene. Your mom's a bear; she loves it. the 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 parade. I mean, I don't know how we lost you to to, to the TCU world, and we'll get into this big, this huge TCU Horn Frog game coming up. But now, Stephen, as a child, were you at all of these homecoming parades? Did your mom have you dressed up in Baylor gear? I don't. I, what, what was that? Uh, did you kind of? I mean, and, and did it? Was it almost too much? Did you start to rebel even as a child uh, to uh, to to kind of have being surrounded by by all these Baylor people? Yeah, I mean, it was. It's always a great event. The parade is kind of one of a kind, and I went to uh, more than a few growing up. It was always kind of a staple of of our house. We'd go to the homecoming game. We'd make sure we made the parade. Uh, but you know, I mean, I wanted to get away from all the pomp and circumstance so i went to a really small uh you know other private school that definitely doesn't have any privilege or anything like that it's in tcu just a real, <laughs> real humble abode there in fort worth yeah they really are they uh, there's no pretentiousness there uh in any way they're on the tcu campus and uh, that is a uh, but i i gotta say steven i i and you do that Locked On podcast, and that's a good, boy, that's a really good, and I don't know, man, my, your family is rapidly expanding. I mean, I we had just announced one child, and then another child arrived. I think you've got two of your children with you right now. Bradley and Abby are hanging with you. Maybe the younger children are with Kristen. Sometimes you all divide and conquer. But you got a lot on your plate. Is that eating into... Any of your podcasting activities, or are you still like a five days a week podcast? How how often are you cranking out the Locked On TCU podcast? Yeah, yeah, we're doing five days a week. I typically do it. Well, this this used to be. I think this used to be prime time for you. I record late at night, which mostly I feel like that used to be your routine. I, I think as you've gotten a little older now, you've kind of settled into more of a normal. Uh, human being that goes to sleep at a at a decent time, but mm-hmm. we do uh, we do five days a week, and yeah, we're we're turning it out, and it's uh, it's been fun to talk about the team the last uh, really the whole start of the season, honestly, since they've gotten to six and zero, and we're uh, we're trying to to keep up with this Sunny Dyke squad. Yeah, and boy, Sunny has it going now. It, it, there is the Sunny the knock on Sunny. We're talking to Stephen Simcox former producer of the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and a TCU alum, but does have Baylor family members, so he has been sanctified in some ways. The Sonny Dykes, uh, you know, in the past, he's had some of these great starts. He's sort of known for the November swoon. Now, he said in a news conference earlier this week that, hey, this is a different chapter. This is a different history, what we're doing at TCU. Now, you remember when Baylor had some of these great runs in recent years, and and they had to pull some games out, and a couple of them came against the Horned Frogs. Of course, the Horned Frogs have won their share as well. When you think back on what TCU just did to Oklahoma State, which was trail much of the game, and then come back, force overtime. You remember when Baylor did that to TCU in a game in Fort Worth just a few years ago with Matt Rule as coach. Do you think those games, sometimes when you do something like that, it can almost have a galvanizing effect? In a sense, you feel like not only did you win the game, but the way you did it, 
I mean, I, to me, that could give TCU, again, this is a huge game coming up Saturday against Kansas State, but I'm just wondering that winning a game like you did, down 30-16, and you come rolling back and you win in, in double overtime, what do you think that could do for this uh, version of the TCU Horned Frogs? I think it's huge for their confidence. Uh, and you're right, Matt. Like he, he got the nickname September Sunny because those SMU teams would get off to these blazing starts. And then as, as the year got longer and the days got colder, it seemed like they would really kind of shrivel up. But um, I think that was a little overblown. You know, last season, it was a really crazy situation. Like it was an, kind of an open secret with two weeks left in the year that he was going to take the TCU job. I feel like if, I feel like that didn't get enough attention nationally. Like the, the the report came out the day before they played their last game that he was taking the TCU job. So Sonny's walking, you know, to the stadium, and SMU fans are yelling at him like, "I bet you wish you were wearing purple." Everybody sort of knew that he was he was leaving. So I, I feel mm-hmm. like that team just kind of imploded with all the distractions that were around them. Um, but that has been a knock on him. I, I feel like those close wins are going to help this group. And they've kind of done that two weeks in a row. I mean, they were down seven in the third quarter against Kansas on the road, and that crowd was pretty revved up. It, it felt like, okay, this might be the, the time that they slip up, but they found a way to win that. Came back against Oklahoma State. Um, I mean, if they can win Saturday, just sort of looking ahead, you have to go to Morgantown, which is a, a tough road trip, um, and then you get Tech at home. But there's a path to be conceivably 9-0 and when you roll into Austin for that Texas game, which – would be a pretty huge deal. Um, now they got they got to win those games, and it starts by beating K State. But um, yeah, I feel like this could be something that propels them, and and they're going to need that because they had a bye week early in the season, so they're playing ten straight games to close the year. They don't really have a break at all, um, so it, that's a lot to ask to you know run the table. But I, I think they're finding ways to win even when they don't play their best football, and I feel like this team hasn't really put together a full 60 minutes yet so if they can do that then obviously um they'll be even better than they've they've been so far this season does the university of texas have anybody on that staff who knows this tcu program do you think that might be a you know it's funny to me is like that that if y'all were not know going into texas that would become a huge storyline i mean oh yeah and yet <laughs> most times we don't do storylines on somebody that's like a consultant or like, a, what, do you, what do you call those guys, advisors or whatever they are? Yeah, yeah like a football analyst, and, and, and that would be the enormous story. I would say one of the most thankless jobs in America is defensive coordinator at the University of Texas. Like, first of all, <laughs> nobody even ever says the guy's name. I think it's Pete Kwiatkowski or something like that. Everybody just ignores him. It's like, and, and of course, if they do poorly, then he gets credit. He gets the blame for that. But as long as they're doing well, it's like, oh, Gary's doing all that. Gary's putting that all together. Now, let me ask you about this TCU player, Quentin Johnston. For people that are just starting to pay attention to the TCU story, this to me is, and there have been some great ones. That guy a few years ago that went to uh, uh, what they used to be called the Redskins, the Commanders, uh, now, but he was a first-round pick. I mean, TCU's had its fair share of great receivers but this guy has a chance to be one of the best ever at tc i mean the the size and the speed the combination is unreal um 
has he always had that in 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 has it this year is it just because they're winning we're all noticing or is this guy Quentin Johnston become noticeably even better this year He's always had the, the physical abilities, obviously. I mean, he's 6'5". He's over 200 pounds. He has the speed, as you mentioned. And he would he would make some flashes. Like, a, a couple seasons ago, he had a huge game against Oklahoma and Norman. He had 150 yards and, and a couple touchdowns. And that was sort of like his coming out party on a national scale. I mean, he started as a true freshman, but he hasn't had a 1,000-yard season. And, I mean, funny enough, like, he's on pace to do it this year, but he's just at 500 yards halfway through the year. Um, I think the big thing for him has been, you know, the last few seasons they've they've made an effort to get him the football, but it's really been in those, like, 50-50 ball situations on, you know, fade routes and go routes and just if he's kind of manned up, they would throw it up in the air and, and let him use his size to try to go get the football. But, but this year this staff is making more of an effort to get him some easier throws. So, like, he's running some, some shorter routes where he'll just – sort of turn around those stop routes and hitch routes, run about five or six yards and catch the football. And what, what we found out is that he's really good after the catch at turning up field and making a guy miss. I mean, he's so big that he can sort of just lean on guys and fall forward for four or five more yards. So that's been a new element to his game. But, yeah, it's an interesting case. Like, he, they, they said, Sonny Dykeson and Garrett Riley said before the season they, that it was basically his offense. They were going to try to tailor – the game plans to him, and then the first three or four games of the season, he didn't really get the football much at all, and it was sort of like, okay, I guess this is just going to be another year where it's it's kind of frustrating that he's out there and he's not getting much attention, but the last couple of weeks against Oklahoma, excuse me, against Kansas and Oklahoma State, suddenly he's getting all these opportunities and, and making the most of it, so um, I think he's, he's gotten better, you know, through the years. I feel like this offense is just been more friendly to everybody from Max Duggan to Quentin to Kendra Miller. They're all sort of uh, having big seasons and, and he's taking advantage of it. But yeah, I mean, the, the hype has gone up significantly. I mean, there was some buzz around him, maybe being a first round pick in the off season. And the last week or so, Matt, I'm hearing like maybe he's wide receiver one, which is a crazy jump in a short amount of time. But I mean, I definitely wow. understand why people are excited about his, physical ability just because he's so big and as you said he can he can also make some things happen after he catches the football all right I, I i he's he's fascinating to watch and i'm having a really good time uh and, and of course the uh, now the bears have a chance to do what the frogs used to do to them and and that's play what they did last year in fact play the role of spoiler down the uh uh here and talking to stephen simcox from uh well, he went to TCU, big part of the ESPN Central Texas family. Still uh, helps out in a lot of ways, but also went into the very lucrative mortgage business. So we've we've lost him, but always fun to get to catch up with him. And he, he is a, a TCU insider. I thought that was interesting, by the way, that Zach Evans, I was just looking it up <coughs> to see the former TCU running back, what he's done at Ole Miss this year in his junior season. And he's run for 605 yards. That's six yards a carry, seven touchdowns. Of course, even in his freshman, sophomore year at TCU, in limited time, <laughs> he had nine touchdowns in those two years. So the guy, I mean, it's really something to watch this. Do you ever daydream of like, 
okay, what would this thing look like with him still, or are they getting plenty from the uh, the run game? You know, sometimes I do because he did have so much talent. I mean, he just you could tell it was different when he was on the field. He had a game last season against Cal where he ran, ran for over 200 yards, and, I mean, he basically, like, won them the football game. He had some other big games throughout his time. But you know, the weird thing about Zach, and I never figured it out, I, I haven't watched him a ton at Old Miss. I do know he's been productive, and they, they're having a great season as well with Lane Kiffin. But he would just – he would take himself out of the game so frequently. You know, he would get three or four carries on a drive, and then he would tap his helmet and come out. And, and I never knew if it was some sort of agreement that he had with the coaching staff or if it was just – like understood that he wasn't going to be a player. They got 20-plus carries, but it, it never felt like they reached, you know, his full usage. I remember when they played Texas last year, and, and people asked Gary about it, and, of course, they Bijan Robinson, who's having a really great career at UT, he gets the ball a ton, and he, he said something to the effect of, like, well, we're never going to use Zach like they used Bijan, and it was just really confusing. So, I mean, maybe this coaching staff could have unlocked some sort of um, mm. ability in him or, or – a desire in him that the old staff didn't, but it just seemed like he was always working on a pitch count. And I never got the full story there. And then he was injured at the end of last year. Um, so I think, honestly, like Kendra Miller and Amari Mercado have done fine. Um, you know, they run the ball well. The offense is productive. So, no, I, I don't think about it a ton. Um, I feel like they miss his ability to catch the ball at the backfield at times. And if if he was all in and ready to – you know, get a lot of touches. I think it could have been an amazing season for him, but um, it just never clicked at TCU for whatever reason. Well, uh, Stephen, it's great catching up with you. Stephen Simcox joining us. I just had an epiphany. What if I, you know, we're supposed to be on the air at 7 a.m. Saturday. What do you think if I did like a, on the, the man on the scene reporting live from the, the homecoming parade while Tom was out with the, uh, you know, out at tel- at the uh, tailgate, the Baylor alumni tailgate show, and then I could kind of monitor and talk about what was going on at the parade. And of course, our coverage would start at, from about eight thirty from the parade. <laughs> no, 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 I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, Stephen. Think that one over. I'm, I'm just, I'm having some thoughts. I think Aaron would like that. Aaron's uh, producing that fine program. 7 a.m. Do people, Stephen, do you feel like people kind of drive around and get up early on a Saturday morning about 7 and want to hear a little pregame? Has that always been your experience? I think you might want to do a man on the scene from a nice brunch spot, Matt. That might be a good Mm. good project for you. Just kind of check out that situation, get some reports, see what people are excited about, um, and and then maybe you could wander in there about 9 and talk with John. Remember that one time your mom got mad at me because I said something like <laughs> something about H. You were doing that echoes <laughs> or something. Do you remember when you were doing one of those reads and you kept talking about mimosas? And I just thought Stephen Simcox does not drink mimosas like that. I mean, he, you know, I'm not saying maybe he wouldn't sample something, but I promise you he's not at brunch sipping on a mimosa. But didn't I say something like I I, I said? Something about that the Simcox family doesn't even know what a mimosa is, and I feel like your mom got some, gave me some pushback on that. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Debbie Simcox, who's never had a drop of alcohol in her life, wanted you to know that she she was cool enough to know what that was. She would never, <laughs> she would never partake, but she's certainly aware of, of what those things are. Debbie Simcox, Matt Mosley, two teetotalers. 
uh, from uh, the, the greater Central Texas area. All right, Stephen, uh, great to visit with you as always, and uh, good luck to the Frogs. That game's Saturday, Kansas uh, State and uh, TCU. What's the, what's the time frame on that? Where can we watch that game? That's uh, 7 p.m. Um, it's on FS1 because Fox is broadcasting the baseball playoffs, so they're getting pumped to oh, wow. the basic cable. It's okay. 7 p.m. Kansas State, uh, TCU on Fox Sports 1. Oh, gosh. I hope they don't get Tim Brandoed. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it is a Brando-Tillman broadcast. <laughs> Tim, Tim will have a little chance to, to partake by then. All right, uh, Stephen. <laughs> Always good to visit with you. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Okay. Give my godchildren a, a hug. feel like I need to spend a little more time with them. Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside the latest from the star. Got great news coming on Dak Prescott. We'll uh, tell you what that is next. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time to check Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, volleyball wins on their home floor in the Farrell Center. Soccer in action tonight and equestrian tomorrow. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. During Jeep Adventure Days, Alan Samuels in Waco is celebrating with an incredible lineup of 2022 models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, Renegade, Wrangler, and the Wrangler 4XE. These vehicles bring power to plow through any obstacles or the smooth, peaceful ride you'd expect from a Jeep. Jeep SUVs are also known for their design and technology. The Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. Come see what Alan Samuels can offer you and your family and find the Jeep SUV that fits your lifestyle. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. An important update, Baylor Athletics Group Experiences are back. Fans can now purchase exclusive experiences on the Baylor Sports app for an elite in-venue experience at select Baylor Athletic events. Baylor football experiences include on-field photos, sideline access during warm-ups, tunnel access during the team runout, and an in-game radio booth experience with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. There is limited availability, so purchase your experience today through the Baylor Sports app to earn your one-of-a-kind game day experience before it's too late. Now, doing his part in preparing champions for life. Here's the voice of the Bears. And welcome back. Baylor Volleyball, number 14 in the nation. Winners last night on the floor in the Farrell Center. 3-1 over Texas Tech. Volleyball, 10-1 and on their home floor this season. Now look to take those winning ways on the road. They'll play at Kansas State Saturday afternoon at 1. The match on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Baylor Soccer in Lubbock. They'll play Texas Tech tonight, 7 p.m. from the Hub City. That one also on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Then Soccer Home Sunday at 1, hosting TCU. 
and Baylor Equestrian in a tough stretch of matchups here in the fall. They've already played at Georgia, at South Carolina, played last week at defending national champion Oklahoma State, now hosting top-ranked TCU tomorrow at noon at the Willis Family Equestrian Center. Head coach Casey Maxwell hopes her team has been sharpened by the competition. Well, hopefully it's going to propel them. I mean, we've had, this is probably our toughest four meet starter season that we've had, at least since I've been coaching. I mean, playing Georgia, South Carolina, Oklahoma State on the road, and then coming home and now starting with a number one TCU. Um, these teams are just on fire. And so this is the caliber of teams we're going to see in the postseason. And so no need to protect our teams. And so they have a really big opportunity here to come home and be in their home arena and have their entire team behind them and um, and really make a big win this weekend. They're certainly capable of it. Casey Maxwell and Baylor Equestrian in action tomorrow at noon at the Willis Family Equestrian Center in Waco. It's their home conference opener, so it's a gold-gold event for Baylor Athletics. It begins at noon, Baylor number 10 in the nation versus number one TCU tomorrow. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas. The Waco High Coaches Show with Lyndon Health is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life, and Techstar Equipment Sales. Coach, I realize the score was not what uh, what you were looking for, but talk about the positives that came out of the the, the football game. Your your football team fought like crazy for you. Yeah, I think I think they uh, showed a little grit and determination. Obviously. Uh, they 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 fought to the end, had some big plays there, uh, you know, in the third quarter both ways, uh, and and so felt like they they showed some pretty good effort uh, at the end of that football game. Obviously, not what we wanted, uh, but there are there are positives uh, in regards to being able to create some turnovers uh, and and being able to uh, adjust, uh, you know, to a couple new things that we hadn't seen on film and so uh we appreciated the kids effort on that front for sure you uh you gave them a different look offensively what did uh, what did you think of that and in in how did that that grade out for you well i mean uh you know that was that is a very very good defense they've held uh three teams this year under 100 yards which is for for big big school football is is, is quite a uh quite a feat and so uh, we knew, especially up front with their D line, that they were going to be uh, a formative foe, and so uh, and they 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 definitely showed that they have some talent in their front line. Uh, there were aspects of things that we liked uh, as as we worked through all these quarterback changes. Obviously, we're taking little elements that we find that our kids can execute well and putting them into a package. And obviously, the bye week is a great time to to do that to to be able to push towards Cleburne in, in a week. ESPN Central Texas. TFNB, your bank for life, supports Central Texas football. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. FDIC. 
Techstar Equipment Sales is one of the only dealerships that is still family owned and operated. A local Texan who still cares. They take pride in their customer service. They carry multiple lines and their service department is top notch. With multiple field service trucks, they can work from anywhere, not just their shop. Looking for large agricultural equipment? They carry Case IH, Vermeer, Degelman, MacDon, Kloss, Caringhoff, and Brandt. Techstar Equipment Sales has two locations, Waco and Marlin, just off Highway 6. Techstar Equipment Sales. You're not just a number, you're family. Keep up with the University Trojans on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. A story of first downs and second chances. Meet former pro football player Michael Robinson. I wanted to keep playing, but my feet hurt. And all those big league experts couldn't help? You have access to anything, but none of it worked. Finally, he got fitted with Goodfeet Arch Supports. Let me tell you something. They work. Now, he recommends Goodfeet to... Anybody. If you move, go to the Goodfeet store. Sign up for your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by Goodfeet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Ortho. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by BP Services. MLB playoffs last night. San Diego beat Philadelphia 8-5, and the Astros beat the Yankees 4-2. The ALCS continues tonight. New York at Houston with the Astros leading that series 1-0. Dallas Mavericks fall to the Phoenix Suns last night 107-105. Two games in the NBA tonight. Bucks at 76ers and the Clippers at the Lakers. NFL football tonight, New Orleans at Arizona on Thursday night football. Andy Dalton will get the start again for the Saints. College football tonight, Virginia at Georgia Tech and Troy at South Alabama. Both games kick off at 6.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Live from the Baylor Club, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It's getting lively in here. Folks are starting to make their way in. That anytime bar and grill seems wide open. In fact, uh, just someone brought me over. Nice big cup of coffee. That's going to help me as I make my way up and down the highways and byways. Love, and earlier today, I had a little call for something. And they had a hot tea waiting for me. The Baylor Club does such a great job. If you're interested in a membership, thebaylorclub.com. It's thebaylorclub.com. 
is the way you find that. And then, of course, you want to call the membership uh, director is Lakin Bolfing. You heard her earlier on the uh, John Morris Show, 254-710-8082. 254-710-8082. Ask for the Matt Mosley special. And they generally have something running on that, and that thing has become kind of popular. So, uh, you know, when you call up, ask them that, they may say, well, who, who wait, who's Mosley? No, they know. They know. And they'll take good care of you. And, again, if you want to check that out, thebaylorclub.com. Now, for their members, you come in here, and they have, uh, they have the homemade potato chips. They'll have some chocolate chip cookies. In fact, I've been looking for a little glass of milk to go along with that. And then the, uh, the, the homemade potato chips that go beautifully with their spinach artichoke dip. And I've got this right up there with some of the better spinach artichoke dip around, okay? I've tried it from all over the place. And I really love the Baylor Club's spinach artichoke dip. All right. Um, we've got Baylor, Kansas coming up. That Jason Bean, I, I haven't seen anything really that suggests Jalen Daniel is going to be ready for this game. They made a big to-do over and kind of shot down that story that Jalen Daniel is going to be out for the uh, year. And so what I've been trying to do is see if there's any any kind of movement out there of, uh, you know, because the thing about Jalen Daniels is this. He... He was so good. Do they beat? Do they hold on and beat TCU with him? Maybe. But but Bean came into that game, their backup, and played extremely well, threw for a ton of yards. And so I was looking today to make sure they're not going to try to slip Jalen Daniels back in there. This, this is sometimes a quarterback can transform a program. We saw it right here at Baylor with RG3. RG3 is about to go into the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame, along with several others. And, in fact, uh, one of those uh, new members of the Hall of Fame was on with uh, John Morris earlier today. I believe it was one of the golfers that's going on there. Jalen Daniels is – this guy is dangerous who Baylor's playing against Saturday morning. He's got a live arm. He can make all the throws. In fact, he's got more arm talent than Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels just, to me, is a more explosive player. A little bit better leader. Um, Just kind of like a, I mean, he's a a once-in-a-lifetime type kid. He's the type quarterback Kansas hadn't had in about 15 years. Now, as I recall, when Kansas was good, that brief time during Mark Mangino, and they went to the Orange Bowl, they had a quarterback by the name of, I think his name was Todd Reesing or something like that. He was good. He's a really good little quarterback. Jalen Daniels can do everything. He can just do so much. But Bean also scares you. Okay, he's number 17 for the Jayhawks. Now, I wanted to catch you up on the latest coming out from um, the star in Frisco where all the assembled media has gathered covering the Cowboys as they get ready for Detroit. Uh, my plan is to cover the Baylor game Saturday and then, of course, be out there at AT&T Stadium to watch Dak make it official and come back against Detroit. Dak Prescott told the media today he's starting versus Detroit. Now, they didn't get to see him practice, 
Um, and so, you know, there's still more to find out about him. <laughs> but he was going to go through his first truly sort of padded practice today. And so we will uh, we'll kind of see how he responds, and then we'll know more tomorrow. Uh, we will, And then um, everybody was talking today to a lot of the Detroit Lions people, but uh, we got some photos that are surfacing about uh, – uh, about uh, Dak Prescott's practice, and so you can see some of that on social media. Uh, Micah Parsons today, just a, uh, a little bit ago, uh, the, the the great pass rusher for the Cowboys, asked about the high standard on defense and rebounding from, from uh, this past week. He said, we just emphasize Shark Week. That's what we emphasize this week. No matter what's out there, you're going to beat them up. You know what I'm saying? That's what we are emphasizing this week. All right. Now, good news also a little earlier today. We had gotten news that C.D. Lamb was not going to be, he was going to be limited with some kind of little hip issue that C.D. Lamb was trying to overcome. Um, He was upgraded to a full participant today. So C.D. Lamb, who had been a little bit hampered, we thought he was going to play, did have a full go in practice today. All right. Now, Malat, uh, Matt Waletsko was limited. You say, who is that? Well, he's at offensive tackle. He's someone that's come in. And I was looking earlier, Archer, Todd Archer, who's been on with us a lot in the past, my old uh, colleague, had a report on Waletsko. All right. Likely to need surgery that would end his season after re-injuring his shoulder in Thursday's practice. Ugh. That's so bad. He'd finally come back. And in today's practice, he re-injured his shoulder. He suffered a similar injury in training camp that knocked him out for a few weeks. So that will put him out for the rest of the season. Just a a promising young player. I don't want to make too much of it, but a very promising player uh, nonetheless. And so we'll uh, keep our eye on that situation. I also wanted to remind you of what was going on up in Dallas today. And uh, uh, it does not look like the commissioners of college football are ready to advance this expanded playoff. It's a really, uh, Ross Dellinger's done a nice job on that. I was monitoring his work for SI. I was even praising earlier today the work of Bob Bowlesby. Bob Bowlesby, who reportedly stood up in a meeting back this summer and called BS on the rest of the commissioners and everybody in the room. Called BS. But he said the words. He said, this is BS, and, um, and said, we've got to point this thing back in the right direction, and we've got to find a way to do what's right for everyone and expand this playoff. Good for Bob. Okay, we've made fun of Bob some, maybe a lot, but I'm glad to, I'm glad to, uh, to hear that, that, uh, that uh, Bowl- Bowlesby is stepping up and and uh, doing things in that regard. So uh, I, I'm, I really did. I love seeing that about him. But uh, today, Bill Hancock, the executive director of the college football playoff, uh, said the ominous words of time is not on our side. And the commissioners left that meeting <clears throat> in Dallas. This was not via Zoom without getting a deal done. I mean, they're right there. They're on the doorstep. And, and if you're wondering, okay, when does this expanded playoff start? It would be 2024. 
it'd be the 2024 season. Let me put this in perspective for you. That spring of 2024, um, the spring, so the Baylor's 2023-24 basketball season, Baylor is targeting having the Foster Pavilion open, open for business uh, in January of that year. That, That tells you, I mean, so it is pretty quick that they would get it going, but again, it would be that 2024 season, okay? It's not the, it's not next football season. It's the season after that, and yet they're still dragging their feet. And they're not getting it done, and, and apparently the presidents around the country are fed up, and let me take my hat off to President Keenum from Mississippi State. I was reading about him, also heard a little bit about him from Jason Cook, the chief marketing officer who went to Mississippi State. He's chief, chief marketing officer at Baylor. This guy's a big-time guy, and he almost was able to, to push this all the way through himself. But he's not getting enough help, and it is very frustrating. All right, we have to say goodnight from the Baylor Club. We'll do that next in the dismount. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. The Mahea Coaches Show with Aaron Noel is brought to you by InCommons Bank. It's a close one on Friday night against Teague, but it keeps you going in the right direction where you've, you're trying to find a way to get on the left side of the column and keep those playoff hopes alive. No doubt. You know, uh, we control our own destiny, and so, you know, we just keep going one and all every week, and we get to continue. And, uh, you know, that's the focus going into, going into the lift today during athletics and, and will be our focus this afternoon. You get Eustace on Friday. How important is it for you, one, to have a good week of workout and put that one behind you, but also be able to kind of get off to a quick start in this one? No doubt. Uh, you know, we show what we were capable of against Fairfield two weeks ago as far as starting fast. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's what that's what we're looking for uh, Friday night. And, uh, and, and just keep our foot on the gas and, and stay up all night long. Is it important to stay consistent through four quarters? If, yes, because we, we haven't done it yet. You know, we, we've had we've had moments where we've been really really good, and moments when we've been uh, not so good. And so we need to we need to put it together and and, and play four quarters of, of black hat football. On the defensive side, would you like to set the tone on Friday night? Uh, I, I would love it. Three and outs, turnovers, get off the field, get off the field, get off the field. When you get to this point in the season when you're fighting for one of those playoff spots, how important are special teams to be able to not only flip the field but that momentum change you can have? Oh, no doubt. It's huge. You know, you can steal a possession or uh, flip the field or, or just bury somebody in their end of the field. And, and so when those opportunities present themselves, we, we've got to take it. ESPN Central Texas. InCommons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from InCommons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at InCommonsBank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, Drs. Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. It's time to start prepping for your football festivities at Specs. Specs knows tailgating in Texas is serious business. And that's why we've got a seriously big selection of everything you need to turn every game into the big game. Raise your team spirits to new heights with world-class wines, craft cocktails, ice-cold beers, and enough gourmet snacks to keep your team fueled up for the season. It's tailgate season at Specs. The fun starts here. There are several big games this week in college football, including UCLA at Oregon, Texas at Oklahoma State, Mississippi State at Alabama, Kansas at Baylor, Syracuse at Clemson. Raise the bar on your next tailgate with Specs Wine Spirits and Finer Foods. The fun starts here. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. No, I'm I'm okay. Well, they continue. Uh, I just have a fresh cup right here. I'm fine. The folks here at the Baylor Club, Aaron, I just wanted people to be able to hear kind of what was going on here. The service here is unbelievable. Uh, they made me kind of a fresh afternoon cup of coffee. Most people stop drinking coffee around like 10 or 11 in the morning. I continue throughout the day. Earlier, a pot of tea. I believe it was a peppermint. I don't think I had the Earl Grey, but a peppermint because I had a little little cough earlier today, but it's kind of gone away thanks to the honey and tea that they've served at the Baylor Club. What a wonderful place this is. Uh, that's thebaylorclub.com. All right, if you want to find them online or uh, if you're like me and you do uh, – <laughs> Instagram, I really don't, but you could you could act like you do. Uh, Instagram, it's at Baylor Club, all right? And then the membership team led by Lakin Bolfing. And Lakin does a great job, 
8082. We have enjoyed our time at least once a month. We're at the Baylor Club. Of course, I try to show up even when I'm not on, and uh, and they take me in. That's the kind of folks they are, and I appreciate that. Been a busy day today, and appreciate uh, Aaron for all he's done. Aaron Sexton continuing to do yeoman's work. We had uh, Stephen Simcox, great stuff on TCU, and we heard from Nikki Collin as well, talking about uh, this this uh, version of the uh, Baylor women's basketball team. All right, we got to say good night. Sadly enough, from the Baylor Club, we'll see you tomorrow as we get you ready for Baylor Homecoming tomorrow at four o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big Twelve Blitz, a daily look inside Big Twelve conference football. 